got some humidity. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be an Look old church this. lady. Look. Hand me a... This is what I'm saying. Look, <laughs> I, I feel bad for these guys. Who is this? Asylum Records? This is not <laughs> what their plan was when they produced this thing, that it would be a placemat slash old lady fan in oh. the year 2023. Their thought, you know... They're going into this thinking. It was going to be a collector's this item. This is it. Yeah, not collected. But now it's a beautiful piece of art. It'll live forever. That's what they said when they pressed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I need to get back into my kick of making these. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That one's well done. Yes, it's giving me uh, Mars vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Some planet. Yeah, some Neptunism. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. CZ Media Podcast, episode 111. Um, these have not been as consistent as I would like, but I've been busy. Hey. I've been busy working on my fitness, working on my yard, working on my house. Your health. My health. Your overall well-being. And... Uh, probably the best thing of them all is I have two new clients. So I have to do a proper day's work. Ugh. Oh, the lives. All oh, the lives. And there's another one. I might have another one in the next couple weeks. That's great. So the CZ Media roster is full. Absolutely. But that's nice. Hey, we're here. We're yeah. making it happen. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's momentum. Every now and then I start to think, that is so weird. I've convinced these people to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look behind the curtain. Never look behind the curtain. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Not, and not just one or two people. It's I like hate we're talking. That I had these on my shirt while we were. Uh oh, why? Sitting. It's such not the thing. What? What? What is it not? Not ladylike. Not. Uh, I don't know. Appropriate. It's a, it doesn't contribute. Okay. <laughs> two. It would have been cooler <laughs> if I was wearing them, in the basement with the lights on. Oh. Versus. Just hanging them here because it's a hot day. Oh, I see. Because you know what you want people to look at your eyes, not what. Not really. That's your what eyes. I'm seeing. I would have felt cooler sitting here like this. Well, right, but if you have them on your shirt, then they can say, "Oh, her eyes." Wait, wait, wait. Her eyes or her? <laughs> what protects her eyes? <laughs> These are so dark, too. I have to be careful sometimes because when I'm driving, I'm like, I'm like tipping them down to be able to see just to make sure That's so silly. They're dark sunglasses. You can see that. Yeah. You know, I can't do sunglasses. I don't like sunglasses. Never have. I, I feel so weird. I feel like that's something, you know, people who live in hot places. Mm. I feel like they use them less, mm. honestly. Like w when I was walking around in Brazil, I'm not seeing people just rocking sunglasses everywhere. It's like because that's their everyday life. It's, the, it's like, yeah, that's normal. 
But for me, it's like, where's the, where's the sunglasses? It's hurting me. <laughs> this great big ball of fire is oh causing pain. Oh, my gosh. It, you are literally. Oh, you know what? Should we do a. Tangibly closer. Should we do a mushroom? Oh, my God. Pre-show. Mushroom pre-show. All right. Just one. Oh, my God. The last time I did this, you were like, it's mild. You're not even going to. And I took I took two of these, right? You're supposed to take one. And I got super high real quick and I wasn't ready for it. And but, I had to go to work that day. And I was like, I was like, oh, microdose. It's going to be no big deal. <laughs> and then I was like pulling up to my brother's house. Like, oh, my God, dude, I'm kind of high. And luckily, my brother and me are like way back. Like, cheers. Cheers. But Hippies. it's not a high high, is it? It was at first. I've never taken two of these at a go. It was at first. See, technically, I could put this here, but I'm you're reserving gonna, this. You, you. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm, I'm church lady who yeah. needs to fan herself. Oh. You want to talk about a podcast I really do like? Dana Car, <laughs> you know, not Please. like this <laughs> shitty one. <laughs> anyway, fast forward. Um, but seriously, the uh, Dana Carvey and um, what's what's his name now? No, I think of I know course. what you're talking about. It's so good. They talk about Saturday Night Live all the time. Yeah. And um, oh, who is that? Um, it's only because I want to want to think about it that it's not flashing to my brain. The and church lady. The church lady, but he's not my favorite. Uh, David. It's killing me. And I feel so guilty. I like him so much. He's so funny. And I used to watch David Spade. Oh, yeah. How can we forget Spade? Dude, he's the best. His comedy, his type of comedy, I love. It's so laid back. Subtle. And he's slipping stuff in, like, all the time. Right. And I just watched, um, a, like, rewatched Norm MacDonald's, uh, like, kind of talk show from... Right. From Netflix. And the first one is him and David Spade. And it's nonstop. Like they're both brilliant. Gritty. And they've known each other so long. So the relationship is so like confident that they're definitely just saying whatever because they've afforded that through the relationship for all the years. So it was so funny. Yeah. And I used to sneak and watch like HBO stand-up specials. My parents always had HBO growing up. We mm. didn't have like a lot of money, but they liked their <laughs> HBO. You liked your home box office. They did for sure. Like I had the Fraggle Rock and the stuff like that, you know, and uh, those comedy specials were gold. You're going to move it. Oh, I thought you were going to move it closer. <laughs> I'm getting paranoid that you can't hear it. Um, I I thought your Beyonce breeze was just like you were trying to tone it down because the effervescence was gonna <laughs> overwhelm us. <laughs> no, I'm hoping you can't hear a fan, but man, we, it, it's 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 needed today. It's oh, yeah. about uh, it's ninety. It's ninety. It's ninety today. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. The usual stuff. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite 
podcasting app, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, check us out on YouTube. I do clips. I did this cool little clip of us from your last show. And I got lots of <laughs> funny comments about it. Mostly is like, how did you do that? Did you see it? It's the one no. where. We, Maybe. Where. Well, I used AI to change oh, us. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So people were really fascinated about how I did that. And uh, I took. I, I, it took me a long time to make that one. It took me about 45 minutes. That's not a long time. I love how that's a long time in your world. <laughs> 45 minutes for a 15 second little clip it happens it takes me a minute to rock out a business card that when when it's all said and done it doesn't look like much but what it took me to get there mm. i maybe i should be embarrassed well the, my process is my process <laughs> i could have had it done in 10 minutes but i chose each time i went back and forth between us i chose a new style each time so in that, in essence, I redid it six times. I had some favorites. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't care about how it looked really because no. some transitions are, but it didn't matter. I just think that it was it, it just looked funny. It was cool. So I'll do another one of 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 us with this. Um, so yeah, so check us out on YouTube, and then uh, don't forget the sponsors: Rancho Bravo Tacos, those six dollar margaritas right now on a hot day. Dude, you had me at tacos. I'm not even kidding. It's like my lunchtime. And you said tacos. I was like, maybe I'll stop by. Can you believe this? I've been craving tacos almost every day for over a week. Well, I've been in Brazil, so we haven't been eating tacos. And one of the first things I said to Fabricio when we got back, I was like, what if we had Mexican food? (laughs) Real Mexican food. Did you go? No, no. But we did have wings recently that uh-huh. was delicious. So what's really funny is the day we got back from Brazil, and we were there for five weeks. Man, that's a good vacation. Yeah, and we did so much. We totally maximized all the time Did we you were go there. to the Jesus? Oh, no. Fuck that. No? I've gone once. I did the Jesus once. I will never do the Jesus again. I didn't tell you what happened to me no. when I went to Jesus. What happened when you went to Jesus? <laughs> when I went to Jesus. Um, so you found Jesus. Oh, God, no. My uh, my grandmother is super Catholic, so we went to Rio, mm. and this was the first time Fabricio had been back to Brazil since he was like 18 or 19. Mm. And so... Um, we had to go there for immigration stuff and all this. And when we went to Rio, we're like hanging out at the beaches. We're going out. Lucas is with his grandparents, with Fabricio's parents. So we're like two young adult people. You see how I call myself young? You like that? was cute, right? Well, this was a while ago, right? No, fuck that. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but I'm giving myself the big Y, oh, okay. the young so I thought you were talking like we're two early 2000s parents now with no kid mm. in one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. Mm. And uh, crazy time. We're getting to do what we want when we want. Wake up how we like. Go where we want to go. No negotiations. Right. Zero <laughs> crying fits. Nope. You know. So. So anyway, that was super cool. And then. um I told Fabricio, hey, 
like, I can't tell my grandmother that I went to Rio, home of the Cristo, and I didn't go didn't see go the Cristo. Right. Yeah, and I was like, we got to make a time where we, it's totally my plan. Mm. And then I go, we go, we're like checking it out. The little city part is really cool around there. And then, ironically, the coolest part for me was that the train that takes you up to the top of the Cristo is um, the original electric train in all of Brazil. It is the first. Huh. And it's still running today. Hmm. And so it takes... <laughs> no, it was cool. And you're like... It's really kind of cool because you're like... And you're like on the edge of a ravine that looks out at all of the ocean and the beautiful view that's in Rio. And then... You go to the top, and then it's like it's where the train stops, and then you got to hike up. By the way, if you're old or have bad knees or anything like this, don't go. Go when you're young because that is a hike. Mm. I'm in good shape. I use my legs a lot, and that was a lot of steep stairs. How far? I saw further? people taking breaks. Oh, I mean, like multiple tiers of stairs oh, okay that are like starting to wind and they're open kind of open air they're really wide but there's stairs at least but there's stairs okay. and then but that's it like once you're at like if i'm sorry if you're in a wheelchair you're not going to see the cristo unless right. you got some tough homies carting you up to, to the top yeah, because there's no up. elevator once you get to the top where the train is you're hiking and you got to climb all the stairs. And I saw people taking breaks. People taking breaks on the way up and people taking breaks on the way down. Hmm. So you go it up and, like, the views are hitting you from the sides of the stairs, right. too. So then you go to the top. But here's the thing, and I'm sure I've told you, I am deathly, deathly afraid of heights. And I don't think I... I didn't know that. Did I know that? I don't know. But it's like a debilitating fear for me. And I've tried to conquer it. And it's just, oh, my God, it, it hits me in such a panicked way that I was walking up. And there's something different about going up. I was just looking at the steps in front of me and just going up. But once I got to the top, I couldn't handle it mm. at all. I was freaking out so bad. <clears throat> and, like, they have these, like perimeter ledges right but on the others and they're only like waist high or like armpit not even armpit high it's not that high and so they're all around and then it just drops off and you see ocean and you see rio and it's like all of this right but for me it looks like a crazy drop off and you're so high in the sky and there's like land on the other side of these ledges, but you can't see it from from where I'm at. Right. And people are like standing on it and taking pictures. Right. I can't even look around. <laughs> and I end up sitting at the base of Christ's feet, like looking at the ground, like just waiting to get the fuck out of there. It's like, all right, baby. No, Fabrizio was like, come just real quick. Let's take a picture. I was like, I can't do it, dude. <laughs> I Let's like wanted to cry. Yeah, I I like tried to. But here's the thing. Like when I'm so afraid of heights like that, if somebody bumps me or I'm I'm like freaking out, yeah. I feel like I'm falling out of the sky. 
and my knees are like tingling with anxiety, like I'm gonna fall right now. It's right. Cra- it takes over my body, and it's so vivid. And for all the crazy things I've done in my life, and I jumped out of a plane, I'm still super afraid of heights. I can't master this. Yeah. And so, or maybe you know, to a degree, but it's not like I'm just like oh. No problem. And Fabrizio's like standing on the ledge and I'm seeing little kids like jump and it's like terrifying me just to see other people. Like I can't handle it. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like sitting at the bottom. Fabrizio's like having strangers take his picture and he's doing all this cool stuff. It's like my wife is over there. This was my idea. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm having a melt and I'm the only one up there having this problem. Right. Like, it's obvious. People, and no sympathy for you no, because everyone it, else is enjoying themselves. Oh, they're just like, Cristo, this is the best. I, like, tried to walk around a little bit, but I'm, like, hugging the edge of the Cristo and just, like, there's, like, a little church there, but not everybody's allowed in there. So I, like, just kind of, like, mm. peeked in. How there. do you get access? I don't know. It seemed very specific. And it was, like, you know, like, Four or three people and like you can't bring certain stuff in there and it was like very sacred which I mean obviously I respect that but like what's the Brazilian Orthodox Catholic called is that what it Catholic, is the Catholica well right but there's like Orthodox where like mega Catholic no, like it's Russian ca- Orthodox no like Catholica is Catholica. like they wear the the priests wear those weird scary robes I don't know. They have a lot of other religions there, too. They have some Afro religions like the Candomblé. And they have, like, um, a lot of, like, Lutheran, Baptist. No, I don't know about that. But, like, the (laughs) Candomblé is, like, like, uh, an Afro religion that, um, you know, is highly represented there, too. Mm. So it's and it comes with very specific clothing and white clothing and things like that and cultural dances and stuff. But um, either way, obviously, with the Cristo there, this is a huge part of their culture. Yeah. And like people are just so excited to be there. And I'm like freaking out. So, yeah, I was real glad when I got back on the train. And what's even funnier, this is ridiculous, but like when you get there, they do like a like a staged photo. Everybody who buys a ticket for the train, they prop you up in front of like a tourist thing. They're going to sell yeah. you the photo after. And it's right. like you standing in front of the Cristo. So me and my husband do the thing. And that was the only photo we actually got of us <laughs> in front of the Cristo. And it was yeah. fake. That works, though. Yeah, <clears throat> it's, it's in the house. Uh, I put it in a frame. You didn't need photographic evidence to remind you of your panic attack oh no Fabricio saw it he was like oh that shit is real so then so this time in Brazil we went to I gotta stop doing it to myself it's the worst we went to this super awesome hot water park and it's called hot water park it's called hot park hot park yes the all the all the water in the park I heard there's a cool cold pool somewhere, mm. but it's all like bath water warm, like naturally, like from a hot spring. No, no, oh. no. This is like a water park, water park with slides, lots of slides, lots of children, inner tubes, little that is heated, super heated. And it's Brazil's uh, winter there right now. So we're um. there in their winter. So the hot park is kind of the jam. 
Is the hot park always the hot park? In the summertime, is it a regular? Yes. Nope. Okay. Come on now. I've met plenty of Brazilians at this point. They don't like that cold water, not at all. And <laughs> when I went, they don't like cold nothing. Right. They're like offended by the cold. They're always like, ah, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> this is miserable. So like, we're at the hot park. But, you know, just even his dad, we went to Bahia. And we stayed at a bungalow, like, I mean, like, half a football field, less than that. And you're, like, at the beach. Mm. You're, we walk. There's a little, like, grass. There's a pool and a grass area, then a fence, some palm trees and some grass, then a fence and the beach. So the fence just blocks off people from the beach coming into our area, basically, right? Yeah. And so... First day, as soon as we got there, you know, we came from Seattle. We want we want some real beach. Yeah. And we get Lucas, and we go down there, and Fabricio's dad's with us, and he was like, oh, the water's kind of cold. And we walked in there. It was so warm. It was so warm. And I was, like, just cruising with my jean shorts, just, like, knee high, just like, this is amazing. It was so good. But for them, that's very cold. It's cold. They're not, they're not into they're it. They're tropical people. Oh, my gosh. It's, and his dad lives in a city with no beaches. So, like, even that warm beach water is like, oh, yeah. it's kind of yeah, cold. He's the real heat. Yeah. Yeah. Just they don't want, a, he doesn't want AC in the house. He doesn't like AC. That is, like, their running temp, right? And so the hot park is, like, the way to go. Because it's fancy and they pay to have them all the water warm. They had this crazy, like, like basically a restaurant, but like, you know, like Tahitian bungalow style restaurant in the water. So you sit in this hot water and then they ha and it's sand on the bottom, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And then they're like doing a sh music show. There's like a performance. And, but you're in the water. And you're in the water and they're serving you drinks and food and, you know, and you're just swimming off those calories, girl. Hmm. So I get dr having drinks in the water because, you know, we've been to poolside bars, but I, I'm not sure how I feel about the eating in the water. It's weird, right? I know, eh. but like the thing is, is they're playing these music shows. So you're there for a while. You're sitting in this this water for yeah. so long. The I see these videos on Instagram where they're in a luxury resort, it looks like, and then there's this huge platter that they put on the pool in and it. it's floating. And it's floating. And yeah. it's like it's full of food. And it's like I don't want people with their drippy chlorine water yeah. hands. Yes, you over. can put it on the edge and I can just swim up to it. I'm yeah, fine with I that. But I don't want I don't want wet hands hovering over my plate of food. Especially if it's like a buffet style. Okay, can I be honest with you? <laughs> when you've been drinking for it doesn't five matter. <laughs> hours and somebody puts some fucking fried shrimp in front of your face, the care goes away. You just start yeah. bobbing for shrimp. I think I would care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I, uh, th th that isn't something that no, I would No, but think about for. it. Shrimp tail, you just grab the end. Okay, that can be a little chlorine. You're not well, eating that part. The video that I've seen, it's dip it. it had to have, well, I'm saying it had to have been in Mexico, but I think it was in Mexico because there was like a bunch of tacos 
It was like a charcuterie of How tacos. How dare you assume that Mexico <laughs> holds the ownership of all tacos? <laughs> They've become international. Those Brazilian tacos. <laughs> I didn't uh, see a lot of those. No? No. Nope. There's no tortillas in Brazil? <laughs> they, no, not like that. No. I think tortillas are exclusive to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. yeah and Arizona. <laughs> I think California's got a couple. Just saying. Man, I'm, yeah. I've but been, don't you think we're kind of craving tacos? Because we're I, talking about I could eat tacos. I could eat tacos. Yeah. And. It might be taco. What is it? Taco Tuesday. Is it Taco Tuesday? It's Taco Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to surprise my husband. With some tacos? Yep. We're doing it. I'm going to buy cabbage today after jujitsu class. Cabbage tacos? No, I put cabbage on the top. I do I do a little. Mexicans don't put cabbage on their tacos. I don't give a shit. This Mexican does, okay? I shred it so fine. <laughs> Purple cabbage. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, they do, too, okay? Street tacos? Yeah. With a little, little. Not on tacos. Oh, I do. You're wrong. Where did you see this? I, who I said I have to see? I do it. I do do it. I also put green olives in my ground beef, okay, which is fantastic. Ew. No. That is disgusting. No, I chop it so fine it makes it salty in yeah. a great way. You know what? Uh, I'll put salt on it instead of nasty olives. I'm going <clears> to <throat> make you try my... I'm never eating at your house because I'm going to automatically assume you put olives in everything. <laughs> I do a little, like, plate, and you can put what you want, but I do do the green olives in there, and when I don't, Fabrizio is disappointed because... They are delicious. And here's another thing. I never used to think, I didn't really used to like green olives. Hmm. And then I started reusing them in a different way. And now I do. If I use them in in a more seasonal way instead of actually like eating an olive. There's no way in which a green olive is edible. You're wrong. They're disgusting. You're wrong. Uh, Agreed. It's so great. (laughs) No, I only eat meat. That's what exclusively for the last That's three what months. She said, <laughs> "Oh my god, just uh, just steak, a little bit of chicken, some fish, but meat. Oh, and dude, if it's a vegetable, then Brussels sprouts. I love me some Brussels ooh, sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts too. Or some broccoli with cheese." With cheese. You know what I do with broccoli that I think you would love? I do like a like a garlic powder on top with a little bit of like a coarser salt mm. and uh, like a spray oil, like an avocado oil with some garlic and some salt and pepper. And then I broil it. Broil. And it's so crispy, yummy. Broiling mm. is good for vegetables. Love it. Last night I grilled up some steak, some bratwurst. I like some bratwurst. And we air fried zucchini. And that was dinner. That's interesting. I like zucchini, too. I do like some zucchini. I like to do zucchini, potatoes, and carrots together with some, like, grilled onions. So good. But, it, yeah. But it needs some meat. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I don't know. It's weird. After having Lucas, I don't eat meat like I used to. I, before, I was, like, the steak and potato girl, like, all the Brazilian barbecue, and now it's, like, 
I don't know. Something about my body has just said, like, I think you've had enough, mm. you know, but I can do like the ground beef. But even when we make steak, I just have like a little bit. But, you know, I like I like like a um, slow cooked. Something like this, like a like um, like a slow cooked pot roast or something <clears throat> like that. But I tried my hand at a brisket last weekend. Oh, that's different. I failed. Oh, it falls apart if you do it right. It, I did not do it right. Do you have a slow cooker? I have a smoker. Yeah, my brother has one, and, and he's been he's been brisketing it up. Yeah, he needs to teach me how to do it because well, I know I, actually I know exactly what mistakes I made. Here. The first mistake was I cut the full brisket in half, which is what you're not supposed to do. And then the second was you broke I just the way brisket. Over, yeah, I didn't trim it correctly, and I overcooked it. And yeah. it's even easier to overcook because it was cut in half. Oh, yeah. So I'm but I ate it all, though. <laughs> I ate my mistake. And uh, I, I need to be more. That was a fifty three dollar brisket. They're expensive. Oh, yeah. It was like four bucks a pound, but it was like a, it's a chunk of meat. It was a 16 pound. It was a 16 pound chunk of meat. Yeah. I can't make too many of those mistakes. I think that I've learned how to properly slow cook pork. The last two uh, Boston pork butts that I've made have been pretty good. And I think the next time that I do it. It's so funny because you said that and I wanted to respond. I love pork butt. I love pork butt. It's yeah, delicious. It's delicious. Put a big pork butt in front of me. Oh, my gosh. I'll go to town on that. The shame. <laughs> Little barbecue sauce. Or lack of shame. Get barbecue I, sauce all over my oh face. Oh, my Blah. God. It's the best. <laughs> Hey, man, you bought the smoker. You got to use it. Hey, uh, I also want to try the smoked salmon, a nice smoked salmon. See, I hate salmon. Can't do it. I can understand it, but. I just, it's, I don't know why, but. I, do you hear that too? No. Sounds like it got louder. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, so anyway. At least I hope so. I just didn't uh, really like, I don't know, something, it's like, it's like too rich for me. I like like the lean fish more, white fish, stuff like that, ahi, cod, halibut. But the salmon, very rarely does somebody make salmon and I'm not faking it, eating it. <laughs> We just had some the other day. No, and it's like I like sushi and like I can tolerate sometimes if it's in there. But like if I can just get a roll with tuna, I prefer. See, I like tuna, like a fish of the, the chicken of the sea tuna from a can. I don't like that. I don't know. I'm talking about ahi. Oh, like a like, real piece or of tuna. Yeah, that's yellowtail or yeah. Yeah, that uh, that. That is delicious. Yeah. I don't like the canned tuna. Well, although I make I was a doing, crazy good tuna melt, though, like world famous. It's you okay. can keep that and your green olives. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will, sir. <laughs> but do you like a pickle? I love pickles. I love pickles. OK, so we're back to being friends again. Just trying to fix it. No, the last <laughs> time that I made a, <clears throat> I was making these. Uh, tuna patties where I would take tuna 
put like three cans in a bowl, put like four eggs. Oh, yeah. Put a tiny little bit of breadcrumbs. You were on a diet? Yeah. Oh. And then make them into patties and then just saute them, cook them. And then I would do that and then just smother it with hot sauce and then just eat it. That's hardcore. Yeah, because it's a mega protein. Yeah. I mean, the breadcrumbs, I only tried that for the first few just as a binder. But then I stopped doing that because it, it would still just fall apart. Yeah. But you know what? Actually, I would eat that. Because that's oh, just, it's just That just fuel. turned 360 so quick. You just fully, or 180 at least. Because it's easy and it's uh, quote unquote good for you. What about boiled eggs? Um, I don't like boiled yolks. Interesting. I'll eat but an, you, I, a I season egg. them. <clears throat> no, like deviled eggs, Bill. Oh my God, I make such a good deviled egg too. No. Potato salad? No. <laughs> That is all the most disgusting of foods. I don't know why anyone would want to eat that. There's so much better things to eat than any of that. Depends on who's making it. No. That's the white side of you talking. (laughs) Yeah, but my potato salad's really damn good, I gotta say. Like, I take it to parties, and every time it's gone. It's gone, gone, gone. Same thing. Not to a Brazilian party. No. What? That's not true. Their their potato salad is gnarly, and I like it, but you, they call it mayonnaise. And it's like cubed, peeled potatoes just sitting in mayo with carrots, like kind of steamed peeled carrots and sometimes peas. And it's like heavy. That's the imperialist effect. On a people. But <laughs> that's a potato salad. The uh, So you were there for five weeks. That was a good. Uh, was it? What was the main reason? Just as a summer vacation? No. I mean, yes and no. But like, I mean, we've been trying to go once a year regardless. Mm-hmm. And my school programs stop in the summer. And then Fabrizio threw a 70-year birthday party for his dad but then the next week we went to Bahia that's kind of like the vacation part and then we came back and then the next week Fabricio graduated to get his contramestre cord oh. and competed in their uh, uh, competition their Candeas Open and so they do like a tournament and then, um, and Fabri- what does Fabrizio won. The, mean? It's one before mastery. Oh, so it's one degree before master. So that's super exciting. Is he super excited? And it's a new title that has master in it, contra mastery. Yeah. So it is really cool. He got new T-shirts made with it say contra mastery Fabrizio. <laughs> so somebody's well, excited. Uh, congratulations. Yes, Fabrizio. Oh, he earned it, and that's the thing. So he did the tournament i'll show you the videos later he did the tournament and he dominated and he Mm -hmm. came from you know all the local brazilian dudes there and he competed at the highest level of the contra masters the masters didn't compete so it went they started from the bottom and worked their way to the top and so he ended the tournament 
and he dominated the tournament and won the whole thing in front of Lucas and his parents. And this was while you were down there? Yeah, and his home city. And, like, he kind of was, like, the outsider guy who's, like, been in America Mm. and, like, coming back to test, like, Brazilian capoeira. It's, like, there's a little, like, like, you know, novella there. Yeah. It's like, so when oh, he's let's here. see what the outside guys got. Like, oh, this is real capoeira. Brazilian capoeira is like the real deal. And the truth is, it, it is in a way, because here, like, if those people played you here, the people here would be offended. Like, what's this guy's problem? But that's how they play every day. It's play for keeps. They're not pulling their kicks like that. They're not, you know, they're doing they're doing all the takedowns in all the games all the time. And it's not it's it's like good good strategy, good sport. It's not personal, you know? And sometimes it is personal and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, when he's here, where does he who who trains him? He trains He teaches his classes at the same place I teach my classes. I teach kids earlier in the day, and then, like, a half an hour later, he has his own adult class. No, but, like, how does he get better? Because I'm assuming everyone needs a teacher. A mentor. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about being a master and being a professor. Like that's kind of on you to go out there and train and seek it out because you don't necessarily train with your mestre. We have professors who are in DC. Mestre Curisco lives here. So they're not training with him on the daily basis. They've got to be proactive about. Mm. Does that happen? Elevate their game. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. Mm. Those who rise, rise. And those who fall off, fall off. So. So what's below Contra Mestre? Professor. Professor. So he was a he was a professor. Mm -hmm. And then you go participate in this competition where you earn. That has nothing to do with it. No. no, it's totally so, separate. He was already knowing he was going to graduate to Contra Mes this year. His mestre announced it. He so told yeah, me. So who's his mestre? Mestre Suino. And where's he? He's in uh, Goiânia, Brazil. Oh. In uh, Fabricio's home city. But okay. the group itself is like. All over the world. I see. Like literally. I see. So the so I guess my question is like, how does his mestre know that he's ready for this contra mestre promotion? Fabrizio has been playing capoeira since he was like eleven. Hmm. He's a thirty-seven-year-old man now. He's almost forty years old. He's been playing capoeira a very long time. His capoeira is efficient. He's running his own school. He knows how to play the instruments. As he graduates to a level of professor or instructor, you they do kind of like formal testing where it's like you got to show me the skills you have. I got to see like you can play these okay. rhythms and these instruments, but they're not going to test you on that again when you're contra mess because they you proved it years ago. Mm. Right. So it's about the maturity of game. And also seeing what you've done in the community, what you're doing in your hometown, as far as like you're running your own group, you're you're maintaining your group, you're training, you're going here, you're going there. And 
And his mess sees that. And okay. also other people who are getting graduated before him. Like there's some people that graduated recently to professor. I mean, he's not this. They're not the same level as him. Like he's obviously evolved past that by now. Yeah. You know, and again, it's kind of obvious, you know, and his vocabulary of the game is understanding and knowledge. They also do tests of knowledge. And it's kind of like a in like a evolution because like his mastery comes to stay with us, and um, it's like our honor to host his mastery at our house, right? And he asks him questions and philosophizes with him and shares information with him and sees him at other events, and so he's getting the picture. Mm. You know, he's getting. How often does that happen? What? Where his mastery comes. Uh, once every two years or, okay. you know, some other mess. Sometimes Fabricio fi flies his mestre out. But if somebody else flies him out, he'll still probably stay with us. I understand. Yeah, because that, that was I was my curiosity is like, how does who does? Yeah. Who trains him so and that they he talk. gets better? No. And they talk. Well, yeah. Fabricio, the way they train, honestly, is when they get invited to the events. OK, even if it's just like. To Austin or to New York or wherever, right? They're me too. I'm not going to exclude myself. I take the workshops. I play here. I play with these people. And so you're developing your game. You're taking new workshops. You're training new sequences in the gym and whatever and trying them out in your classes. And then again, it starts to be an evolution about the classes as well. Like, you know... Seeing your students is a reflection of you. Yeah. So. So there's. Uh, yeah, because there's so many groups. The are there tons of organizations. So, for example, boxing, there's four different. Well, there actually there's maybe more than that. There's let's just say there's three to four organizations. And each of those organizations has their own fighters, their own championship levels, but they're still all separate versus well, UFC, which is one umbrella. I mean, it there. can be both. It can it can be all of that or none of that. Like, mm -hmm. say they do the Candeas Open, right? There was nobody competing that wasn't Candeas. Okay. And that's your group. That's Fabrizio's group. Oh, okay. And so the guy who won last year, who was the first person Fabricio fought this time, he's from Candeas, but he's not from that city. So he doesn't train with Mesuino. He's from like a chapter of Candeas. Mm -hmm. He's like from the, whatever the name of his city chapter. And then there's the Kirkland chapter. Then there's the Mexico chapter. There's the Peru chapter. There's the... So they all work independently? But under Mesuino, so like if they want shirts, if they are talking about politics of how the group should run, how their classes should be run, um, things like historical things that maybe they should be knowing that like the Mestri wants to focus on. Like, hey, I want to make sure that you guys are sharing the history of our group or sharing the history of this and that this is also being mm. passed along. So it's pretty group centric. Not necessarily a bunch of groups under one organization. No, not at all. Capoeira is not unified like that. When, okay. But this, what I will say is that um, 
Red Bull now is throwing an event. And then <laughs> of course, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. I, there, I, we were talking to a buddy the other day about Red Bull makes those extremely inexpensive commercials that go on TV. Right. The little drawings, which is just mm-hmm, someone flying mm-hmm. away. That's really all the TV exposure they have. But they spend tens of millions of dollars at every event that you can think of. Sports, active event. Sports, yeah. Yeah, with with what they do. It's like they are, if you want to talk about a company that puts money back into its, its, its customer base, it's Red Bull. Oh, yeah. I mean, our first B-Boy event, major B-Boy event that my boyfriend ever threw was a Red Bull event. He approached Red Bull about throwing an epic event, and it was free to the public. They did a full-page ad in The Stranger, and they had it in an airport or, uh, airplane hangar. And then they put up all the B-Boys that were the guests being flown in, the featured B-Boys, at the W Hotel. Mm. Like, they had never been treated like that before. We yeah. were, like, the first ones to, like, we wasn't me to sophisticate the whole forum and makeup to make it they had a ten thousand dollar dance floor made by the people who make the nba floors that was unheard of yeah and then they put the red bull logo on top and ever since then it's been evolving well like that they easily got their money back from oh, people no. buying no people they buying totally products. have blown <clears throat> blown up that whole like the yeah. red bull well, bc1 b-boy competition is like one of the number one competitions in the world for b-boying and now they've expanded it to other dance styles other th- and and now of course and then capoeira and you know it would be fun to work for red bull listen to this the the number one not right now but the for many years the number one champion in the red bull competition was a guy named Nagim from brazil who was a capoeirista hmm. so i mean and there's other b-boys out there that are really high up in the levels that have done and do capoeira so it just seems very natural yeah that that would happen and it's really cool because now it's kind of taking capoeira and bringing it into this other light. And now it's not about the groups anymore. Now it's like best of the best. Right. And and it's cool. You see that. Did you read that? Do you hear put... a train? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just just checking. The... I did do the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I confirm we were trained. Yes. Uh, hearing a train. Um, did you read that they're going to put, oh, look, this matches with B-boring this. in the Olympics? In the Olympics? Yes. It's I don't been, know how I feel about that. It's been on the table for a while now, and they've been talking about it. And they've been going, it's kind of a crazy thing just because of the fact that the the Red Bull events, the other events like this have been going on for so long yeah. that, that, in my opinion... I mean, they've already established the world competition of the dance. Right. Right. And have been doing this for a very long time. But (laughs) it takes it out of the bubble 
and parameters of breaking and the hip hop culture. Cause now it's like, oh, okay, hip hop culture, you go over there. I'm not interested in that. But people who watch this, what the crazy thing, I mean, everybody, grandmas and sisters and brothers and grandpas and this yeah, and that. Everyone watches. Watches it. So it's kind of like opens the forum. So in a way, if it's done with integrity, it gives more validation to these people who are really athletes. They really are. They're artists and athletes. It all is going to come down to who they are having judge these competitions. <laughs> because, because it is an art form and the artistry, it's because it has to be separate from gymnastics. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's another thing, because, like, the gymnasts are crazy, but these people are doing crazy beyond gymnast stuff. Yes. So, I mean, it's like there has to be a trained eye to be able to differentiate the really when you get on that level, just the little things that make one person above the other. So that's going to be the thing. But from what I'm seeing in the breaking community, it's being supported by the breaking community for the most part. I mm. think they want the validation the and the recognition. Uh, just a recognition because it's like, how many kids are out there like breaking in their garage or in their basement or in their living room and their parents are like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing with your life and whatever? And this might give them like the thing is like in Korea, those kids are sponsored by the government. They right. are getting money to practice, money to train. Nowadays, there's more of these people getting sponsored by Nike. I've seen a lot of B girls who've been in the game for a long, long time who are now getting sponsored by Nike, who are now getting, you know, that kind of opportunity to do it as a sport and to be athletes at this. Whereas before it was like, even my dad was like, she doesn't think she can make money at this. Yeah. And in a weird way, I kind of, I think I listened to that too much. I didn't believe in myself that I actually could have it as a career and missed a little bit of a moment to like really keep pursuing it and believe in it and keep going on the trajectory that I was. Well, that happens across all creative forms you know, if you're a writer, there's always that doubt at first of can I make money or this? If you're a painter. Yeah, but if you're a dope football player, you're a lot of people's parents are been like, oh, he's got a talent for this. I'm going to push him. He can get a college with that. You can't get into college for b-boying. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, I it guess doesn't true. it doesn't feel like the same opportunity. Right. Well, and then you see the neighbor kid get sponsored by Nike. You're like, oh, you're going to get sponsored or Red Bull. The Red Bull yeah. sponsor sponsorship is huge. You know, and I now they're turning. Sorry, but now they're also being able to because of because of Red Bull and these people throwing. Now they have MCs like they have sportscasters for football games. They have dancers doing nowadays, the narrative on the battles. You know, YouTube and all of these other places where you can post your own stuff has definitely um has definitely increased the ability for people to make to make money off of their passion. I got a new tattoo on my left shoulder. I love it. Uh, Let me see. 
Why aren't you just wearing tank tops every day, my man? Brasso's are brassoing. Oh, you're going to do another one in the back? Was that there before? Mm, yeah. This one was there before? Yeah. Oh. I'll show it to you better in a little bit. But um, thanks to Aaron over at Black River Tattoo Shop in Renton. Um, here, I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. He, yeah. I went to a bunch of shops because I had this horrible piece on my left shoulder that I hated. And I wanted to, I've been wanting to cover it up for years now. But I've been to, I don't know, five, over five different shops, showed them my left shoulder and said, like, I want to cover this up. And every one of these artists, uh, they just weren't interested. They, I didn't see any excitement. I didn't see any of, uh, you know, all of them were like, oh, you know what? That's a, because the piece that I hate, Telling hated, you all the reasons why black. it can't work it. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's, you know, they, they used a thick gauge and that's a lot of black lines and. You know, it's going to be tough. And then, and you know, no one told me no, but they pretty much told me no. But uh, and, and this by was, the way, the people that don't have the confidence to do it are not the people you want doing yeah, it. Well, you know, I think that some and I might uh, piss some artists off, but I'll, it, it could be that a lot of tattoo artists are lazy. Like they don't want to do custom stuff. They want people to just walk in point at a flash art on the wall and say, I want that and want to do that because it, they've done it a hundred times. There's really no, there, there isn't anything custom about it. And I then, think people are really afraid of going out of their comfort zone because it compromises their name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they're, if they're not the cover up guy and they're, they're not, that's not really their thing yeah. and they don't feel confident that they can do the thing, they start trying to talk you out of out it. Out of it. Yeah. And then, you know, but the, then they don't want to say no because obviously they don't want to say no. But I just got a lot of that. I got a lot of no energy, lots of reasons why it's going to be difficult. I got, and then they want to, no then they can try to charge you more because it's so hard. So, so a few weeks, three weeks ago, we went and Renton had a, a Renton pub crawl. So we went on this pub crawl and I walked across Black River and uh, introduced myself to Aaron and showed him what I had. And he just smiled right away. And then he's like, bro, that's a big piece. It's like, that's a lot of ink. And it's like, what do you want to cover it with? And it's like, well, sugar skull. It's like, I love sugar skulls. And then I showed him my other sugar skull. He's like, yeah. You know, and then I could just he was still smiling and then I could see in his eyes that he was thinking and he already had know, ideas. It was like, man, it's like we could make a dope piece like right away. He yeah. said that. Yeah. And then uh, I said, uh, you know, and then I asked him a few more questions. And then, you know, he did say he did say, man, it's going to be big. He's like, you are going to use a lot of a lot of ink, um, but we can definitely make something cool out of this. So I'm like, okay. And then, and then, uh, and then I, you know, we went back, it, it was, it went back home. And then I don't know, like three days later, I sent him a text message and I said, do you have, could you, could you get a sketch of what you think could replace it? And I know that that's a no, no to ask artists to do a sketch without commitment. Right? Oh, because yeah, yeah. they don't want I mean, I mean, obviously, they don't want to take the time to do an act, you know, totally, th to totally, you know, think of a concept. No, and draw drawing it. it out is is time. consuming. It's like, yeah, I mean, I know that that's a no, no, but I wanted to send it to him just to see what he would do. And this guy, like two days later, 
sent me a sketch. Yeah. And then he goes, here, I thought that this would look good on it. And then he goes, send me a picture of your tattoo again just to make sure that I remember it correctly. And I sent it to him. And then he goes, yeah. He goes, I think this would work great. And then I said, I, I said, if you think that if you dig the project, actually was what I sent him. I said, if you dig the project and think that it'll be a super cool piece, I'll book. And then he was he went absolutely. Yeah. And then after that, I just said, OK, then, you know, after that, then I asked, you know, how long do you think it'll be? And what's your what's your your rate? Yeah. So he told me all of that. And we do it three days later. And Cody, I sat in that chair for seven hours. That was it took seven hours to do my left shoulder. I believe it. <laughs> it's a lot of line work in that, too. It, it, you know, the first hour was uncomfortable. The next two hours were OK. Uh, the next hour hurt. The fourth hour, the fifth hour was OK. But the last hour and a half brutal no i think it's like your mind knows it's finishing and you're just so over it by then and at hour five he goes uh at hour five he goes uh we're we're almost done man we're almost done and then he goes "Mm." he goes oh how would you feel about adding another rose and then i'm like bro it's like we'll do whatever you think it's gonna make this look cool it's like i this is your your expertise i fully trust you he goes, okay, okay. So then he added another rose. And then uh, he he was talking on the phone with, I'm assuming it's his girlfriend. And then he goes, yeah, I'll be done in, I'll be done in about an hour. And then his shop assistant was there. And then when he hung up, his shop assistant said, no way you're going to be done in an hour. It's like, you still have so much shading to do. That hour was two hours. Yeah, yeah. So then that was... That, that that was our uh, five and six, and then we stopped at our seven. Did you see Fabrizio's tattoo that mm. he got when we were in Brazil? So he has his whole sleeve done here, and then he decided he's going to do the inside. Mm. And same thing, like, every day. He was like, oh, I think I'm going to be home at this time, and it was just, like, not. No. And he did, he did two days, but he did, like, a big wolf here <sighs> and a big bear on the inside. It's this inside of your arm is I think I still have look at the from where he was putting pressure on my arm. Yeah. I had this huge bruise and then uh, I don't bruise easy. Yeah. I just do not bruise easy. Yeah, But when are you whacking the inside of your arm on stuff? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, seriously, this doesn't get a lot of action action. You know, Well, sometimes I just for fun, I just like to uppercut myself. Yeah. Just like a bear just scratching it on trees. That's right. I'm a man. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) many, 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 many thanks to Aaron over at Black River. I might want to check him out. I've got a specific thing I'm trying to do right now. I mean, I've had three people say I'm going to have to go check him out. He moved back to Hawaii this past weekend. Oh, no. Yeah. He says he's going to come back because I have some other ideas. Like, I want to touch up my right shoulder. It's just my look. And uh, but I told him, man, next time you are in town, I'm definitely going to book some time to get some to get some more stuff. Well, you know what happened now? Now that I have this now that I have this fresh piece on my left shoulder, it's making all of the other ones look dull. Yeah. So, of course, I want them to be 
bright and shiny. To be bright and shiny. So I figure, eh, you know, maybe a touch up. Maybe ask him for a referral. Yeah. Because. Well, he'll probably just say someone else at the at that same shop. Yeah, but he'll tell you the good ones. Yeah, that's true. I want the artist's opinion of who should do. I asked somebody a while ago, this guy who did my back tattoo, um, he moved and it was all crazy. And I said, well, who can I get to finish this thing? Yeah. And he was like, oh, if you want to do it like this, this is the guy you go to. And the guy was doing such incredible work. Yeah. But. And I was oh, I don't I'm, I don't like to talk about pricing when it comes to artists, but I was amazed at what his rate was. That's awesome. If I had gotten this done in Seattle, it would have been twice as much easy. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been the, those Seattle artists. Yeah, they're paying Seattle rent. Yeah, they're paying, you know, 20 grand a month in rent. Yeah. And then need to need to charge that. It's just it's it's just yeah, it's just I mean, I could be completely wrong. But man, I think, uh, well, at least for the five or so that I've gone to in the last five months, they don't want to do anything creative. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, that that is probably going to deserve a lot of hate, but they just didn't give off that. Yeah, but that's on them. You know, because there's yeah. there's it could also be because because they're not in Seattle and their rates aren't high. They just don't feel that it's worth the brain power. It also be, might be where they're at as artists. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like if your thing is roses, just I just do roses. I just do roses. That's my thing. Or I just do panthers. I'm like the panther guy. And you come with this whole <laughs> other thing. And then, I want to be the Panther guy. Yeah. Not want, Black Panther. I just do. Just Panther guy. No, me too. I do. <laughs> you are female Panther chick. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. <laughs> that should go on a t-shirt. Female Panther chick. <laughs> Cheetah chick. Cheetah lady. <laughs> Fanning herself because she's hot. That's funny. But yes, yes. I mean, if you're just that one trick pony, you know, and somebody comes in off the street and says, hey, what what kind of cool ideas? And they're like, oh, they're like, shit, yeah, I'm the wanker. one trick pony or I just yeah. do traditional or I just do this. And there's a lot of artists out there that just like kind of try to collect their clients. That do right. th and then if they're going to get some off the street moment, then they're like, okay, we'll pick something from the book. Pick something from the wall. Yeah. No, I think I made my mistake of picking something off the wall from before. Before. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope. All right, Cody. Super cool. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's been uh, real. Thank you uh, for everyone for listening. Don't forget to check out the sponsors. And if you, I will link to Aaron. Yeah. And his work. Uh, but he he was at Black River. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's right, Black River, Black River in in Renton on Third, on Third Ave. Uh, and then uh, I might take some pictures by the time I post this. I promise that I will post this. What's today? Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Next. <laughs> I will post this soon. Uh, not the month like our last show. <laughs> I need to I need to get back on it. 
I'll take some pictures of my arm just because it, I, I love it. I, I, Oh yeah. I think it, it's really cool. I, I super dig it. Um, all right. Adios. Adios. Get your tacos.